Welcome back to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This is host Brandon LaChance, episode 37. We are joined by St. Bede football coach, baseball coach, and teacher Jim Eustace. He had a pretty amazing experience this past weekend, and I got him to share it with us. So I am not going to talk long. This is going to be a very short intro. Edge of URC podcast is in the process of moving to a new studio and having somewhere else to, to record these amazing, awesome chats, conversations with friends, athletes, coaches, talking about awesomeness all the time. So hopefully I have a show up tomorrow. Interview is already in the books with LaSalle Peru wrestling coach Ed Robleski. The Cavaliers are having another fantastic year and look to do some damage in the conference meet on Saturday and then heading into the postseason. So wrestling is wrapping up. It's crazy how fast these sports go by. I mean, it's already, it's pretty much February. (laughs) We're at the really end of January and conference games are wrapping up and teams of all winter sports are looking at the postseason, postseason strategies and seeing the team that they're taking in and how far they can get. That is where we're at on that sports scale. One thing I want to talk about nationally before I kick it to Jim is finally got to watch Zion. Oh man, he's finally made his NBA debut. It was amazing on Wednesday. At first it wasn't amazing. He scored five points and I think he had four rebounds in the first half and you're like, man, I know he's coming off an injury. But this is a debut that we've all been waiting for. We all wanted to see some awesomeness, and we did not get that in the first half, not at all. The second half, however, or actually the fourth quarter, dude pops off for 17 points. It's four threes. Defense was really slacked. They were playing the San Antonio Spurs. We're letting him take the three. Like, okay, big boy, let's see what you can do. And he drained four threes. Just drained him. He's got a very flat shot. But it hit the net every single time. The top of the net and went through. Not the bottom of the net. Top and then went through. It was awesome. Caught an alley-oop and you could see him adjust in the air. He didn't dunk it, but it was a nice layup. He adjusted. You could see his athleticism. You could see the stud of studliness that he is going to be once he is fully acclimated to the NBA game and his health. So... It was awesome to see. I'm glad that has happened. I'm glad I got to to watch it. Seeing debuts of future All-Stars, future maybe Hall of Famers, future, you know, all teams, first all team, second team, all that other good stuff. First scoring leaders of the NBA, whatever. It's always cool to say, hey, I saw their first game. So I wasn't going to watch it, and I actually only saw, like, the last two minutes of the second quarter and then the second half. But I had a good friend text me. He's like, bro, are you watching this game? Zion is playing. Are you watching? But I wasn't at that time. So I'm like, you know what? I got to do this justice and turn it on. So I did. And it was fun to watch. So let's kick it to Jim. Great coach. Great ref. I've seen him ref games. I've obviously seen him coach games. I've interviewed him tons of times. So it was good to just have a cool chat about his amazing experience as a referee this past weekend. I did not tell you what he was doing or what he did because he tells it himself. With that said, I will get back to you as soon as possible. Hopefully I have a show up on Saturday. If not, we'll be back early next week. With that said, peace. 
We are in social media world in 2019, and you find out a lot of stuff that way. I was cruising through Facebook, I really don't scroll a lot, and then all of a sudden, I've seen a familiar face with the Bulls emblem behind him as he's standing at the United Center. And of course, I am talking about St. Bede football coach and teacher, Jim Usish. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Brandon. How are you? I am pumped to talk to you because anytime that you get to step onto the United Center wearing a ref shirt, this is interesting news to me. It was an experience of a lifetime, without a doubt. You know, I had officiating for a long time, and, you know, Dwight and Woodland played the game, and uh, Woodland was the home team. And back when they were scheduling this, they asked me and, and my two normal partners, who were Kevin Schultz and Paul Zarea, if we'd want to come up and do the game because they had to get the officials. And we thought it was just uh, an opportunity of a lifetime to go up there and work on that floor. And, you know, the Bulls played later on that night. You know, they had the tickets that they needed to, to buy. So actually, you know, we just had fun. And then uh, our families came up and watched. And then, you know, we had to leave and we went to the Bulls game that night. It was just a, just a great day. Awesome. And this was Saturday, correct? This was Saturday, yeah, the 18th. The game was at 2 o'clock. We got out of there probably about quarter to 4 and then uh, could get back into the United Center about 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And, uh, and the Cavaliers played the Bulls. And, you know, the Bulls were down by like 19 in the second half. And then they ended up coming back and winning. So it was, uh, it was just a, a fun time. Yeah, I was keeping track of that game while I was watching the Conor McGregor UFC pay-per-view fights. So I was yeah. watching and I was like, how is Cleveland cruising against the Bulls? And then they came back, I think it was 118-116, if I'm correct. Right, yeah. And Brian, my son, he wanted to see that fight. And we, put, we got home at 11 that night, turned on SportsCenter and saw the fight only lasted 40 seconds. So that's a good thing we didn't, uh, didn't buy it. Yeah, totally wasn't worth money if you paid for it. Not Right, worth it. yeah. Were you trying to petition, like, hey, let me stay another game? I'll ref the Bulls game, too? <laughs> Yeah, that would have been fun, but I think we're actually in the referee's locker room you know, that they're normally at. It was a nice room with you know, some nice chairs and private bathrooms and things like that. So, you know, just walking you know, through the tunnel out on the floor, and it was just uh, you know, just something that you, you don't get to do very often. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so glad we decided to go up and do it. And, you know, we made $65 for the game, but then, you know, I think I ended up spending $300 in tickets for get my whole family in the Bulls game so it was certainly not a money-making venture but it was certainly a uh, you know it's just something that we're never going to forget and my wife's birthday was actually on Friday so we kind of used the whole venue there in that day to celebrate her birthday so to have my three kids and, and wife there it was just uh, just something that we're never going to forget so might have not have been money-making but definitely made some memories definitely yes was it a special occasion that Dwight and Woodland got to play a game at the United Center? Well, from what I understand is that this can be done, you know, by anybody. Woodland's been going up there, evidently talking to Connor, making the, the coach there. Woodland, um, this is the third time I think Woodland's gone up there, and it's the third time Dwight and Woodland have played. They, they do it like every other year, it seems like, from what uh, from what they were telling me. You know, it's just uh, an opportunity for their kids to... Uh, to go up and, and do something different. You know, I think it, they have to buy so many tickets to the Bulls game that, that night. And, you know, it's just something that, you know, Connor, uh, Connor said that the community just rallies behind. You know, they just love doing it the same way with the people down in Dwight. And, you know, there were probably five, 600 people, you know, there watching our, you know, the basketball, high school basketball game. It's just a neat experience for everybody involved. And, uh, you know, Woodland was the host. Woodland's scorekeeper, Myron, was, was keeping the book. And, superintendent from uh, women i believe was doing the pa announcing and uh it's just neat 
While you were, you know, running down the sideline or walking on the court, did you have moments where, like, hey, Michael Jordan dunked here? Like, hey, you know, Dennis Rodman was grabbing rebounds. Yeah. Did you have those kind of moments? Yes, and, you know, the place is just so big and the backdrop, you know, it's just the whole visual part of it was it was incredible. You know, the floor itself, you know, it's a little bigger than the high school floors, but it actually it wasn't as big as I thought, you know, and the whistles, you know, everybody could hear, still hear the whistles. You just think in a place like that, everything's going to be a lot different. It turned out that uh, it was just refereeing a game. And, you know, having family there and being in that venue was just a lot of looking around, a lot more looking around at things other than the floor than normally when you're refereeing a basketball game, that's for sure. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Probably more observant of the atmosphere as well. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I know that was your first time, you know, refing at the United Center. Have you ever refed at any other, you know, bigger arenas than, you know, outside of high schools? Um, in a big arena like that, no. You know, a lot of the super sectionals for high school go up, you know, maybe to Northern or Epicalb or different places, but I haven't gotten to that level yet. And who knows if I ever will, but there's no question that was the biggest venue that I've ever, uh, ever done. I don't think I've even been in a, uh, like at a, at a college place before either. I'm trying to think back now. It's been so long, but yeah, I probably have to say maybe in a field house God, years ago, I'm trying to remember where now, but yeah, it's just, uh, certainly not something that you do every day. And that's, you know, it was just incredible to experience and to have Paul and Kevin there with me. You know, we, uh, I work a lot of games together and I've been doing it for a long time so just a neat thing and how long have you been officiating can you remember when you first started I know it's yeah long. you know I started Brandon back uh you know in the 90s I, I think I'm in my 28th year it says that you know I'm certified for year 28 I kept my license active even though I I wasn't refereeing for about 10 to 12 years when my kids were small back in the like 2000 to 2010 in that range I football coach at St. Pete, assistant baseball coach, and refing basketball. I know they're different sports and things like that, but does officiating help coaching or vice versa? You know, it does, uh, without a doubt. Um, I've been doing baseball since I was 16 years old as, as an umpire, and I don't do as many games in the spring as, as I used to since I've been coaching for uh, you know the book. And, uh, but I still try and get you know five to ten every spring, and then you know I do some baseball in the summer as well. 
know, it gives you a different perspective than, you know, just the professionalism and how to treat officials. And, you know, when you are an official, uh, you know, when I'm on the basketball court, I, I always try and call the coach by name and, and talk to the coach if they have a question and, and uh, just have that relationship there. And then I try to do the same thing in the ball on the sidelines, obviously. And in the spring when I'm coaching, to try and do the same thing to the, to the officials there. So... You know, it's just a, a unique opportunity to do it. And, you know, we're hurting for officials and we need some young ones. Uh, you know, Brian's been doing baseball for three years now at the high school level. And uh, he's actually doing basketball this year for the first time and learned the ropes there. But, uh, you know, there's definite opportunity out there for young people to get into officiating, especially basketball. Boy, the money is great. Where else can you go make 50 60 $70 running up and down the basketball court for an hour? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I've actually thought about it before, and I've talked to a couple people about getting into it and stuff. And then I've talked to you know friends and uh, you know citizens of the of the area about it. And the first thing that any of us always says is, "What happen if you know in a situation where a fans?" out of control or, you know, yelling stuff at you. What are some things that, that you do if you have, like, an obscene fan or somebody yelling stuff at kids or even the referees? Well, you know, the fans are always going to make comments. and You just ignore them when they're saying silly things like, you know, that's over the back, you know, believe it or not. You know, hopefully everybody that's listening to this, over the back is not in the rule book for basketball. There's no such thing. And uh, so when we're out there refereeing a game, and that's over the back. And, you know, there's no such thing. Fans are just ignorant of the rules, first and foremost. Maybe some educational things for the fans could help out sometime. But, uh, you know, I don't know if high schools or, or schools themselves would want to do a little education to family and parents that, you know, this is the way things are. A lot of things that people perceive to be the truth are not the truth. And as an official out there, when people are yelling things that just don't, exist or don't make any sense you just kind of laugh at it you know to yourself that you know my gosh these people are so uneducated about well, what can be done out here but you know it's just most places have great fans i think i've probably done these 70 80 90 games here since november and you know who knows i think there's only been two two experiences that i look back and oh my gosh that was not fun at all <laughs> so i mean it was just a small percentage of time you know when it's bad it's definitely something that for young people out there that are thinking about doing it, know the rules, run up and down, hustle, be professional, and uh, you know, have some thick skin. You know, just because somebody's yelling something doesn't mean that they're taking it out personally on you. And that's the thing is when, when officials start taking things personally, that's when it can get bad. Yeah, because they're really just talking to the shirt. They're looking at right. the zebra shirt, and that's all right. they're really yelling at. Exactly, yeah. So since you've been refing games for quite a long time and you've been a coach for quite a while in the area as well, as a referee, what are a couple moments that stand out like, I'm glad I got to call that game? You know, as an official, you just want to when the game's over. If 80% of the people have no idea who the referees were, then you know you did a great job. I don't like to stand out. I don't want people to to know that I'm there. I want to do the job. I don't want to decide a game. I want to call a fair game and be consistent. You know, when it's over, have everybody say, hey, that was a good basketball game. And my gosh, who are the rest? I don't remember seeing them out there. As an official is what you try and do it. Because if you're out there trying to showboat or make sure everybody knows you're there and that type of thing, that's, that's just not the way it should be done. I feel like I've, for the most part, done a good job of that. I got my first regionals since being back last year, so I'm looking forward to hopefully working in the postseason again this year. And, 
know, I, I just have a, an outlook that I'm very blessed to be able to do it, especially with, uh, with getting the new knees a couple years ago. So it's been a, uh, interesting weekend with, uh, championship games yesterday and you got the chiefs and the 49ers and super bowl in a couple of weeks so that's going to be fun and you know it's been that getting to that time of year where there's one football game left and you always know, get into the spring then and baseball is going to be starting here in, a, in about a month and it's always fun to be with coach booker every day so <laughs> looking, looking forward to doing that I'm always excited about baseball season, especially because you think baseball, you think warmer weather. But right yeah. in, in Illinois, the first, I'm going to say, month of the baseball season is the absolute worst weather-wise. It is, yeah. And the last few years, it's been crazy. So now next year, I think, when I got passed by the IHSA, that's going to be a week, starting the season a week later in baseball in the spring. So that'll help a little bit, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that helps out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been in some games where you're dressed up like it's, you know, a blizzard outside. <laughs> Who do you got in the Super Bowl since you just brought it up? Yeah, two completely different styles. So uh, I tend to lean towards a team that can run the football, but the Chiefs got by the Titans who were running it. But when you look at the 49ers and how well they ran the ball yesterday, yeah, you'd have to maybe lean towards that. But boy, Kansas City and Mahomes have just been uh, incredible with what they've done. So hopefully it'll be a competitive and entertaining game that goes down to the wire. So we can all have a great time watching it. Yeah, and I thought it was crazy. The Chiefs have not been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. 50 that, years. That blew my mind when I heard it. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking back to, you know, Super Bowls I've been around. And yeah, they haven't been in it. But I was 50 years. Mm-hmm. That seems like forever. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. I was two the last time they went. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember it? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us, and hopefully I can catch up with you uh, maybe sometime this summer or as we get closer to the football season for the next school year. It would be awesome to have you on again. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you again, and... Bye, buddy. Enjoy reffing. Thank you. Take care.